Wherefore cometh light? From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades By Calchaxis Read by Sam Gabriel Based on League of Legends by Riot Games Two sets of footsteps echoed in the dimly lit halls of Prison Block 4. The name was subdued, simple, and did nothing to suggest the location's true purpose, which was the intent of those who had named it. Demacians were never one for overtly advertising where they kept their worst and most ruthless, so when the time came to name the highest security block where the most dangerous criminals apprehended on Demacian soil would be kept, the collective decision was Prison Block 4. Thank you for doing this, the voice had the clipped and clearly enunciated accent of a woman born to power and privilege. She gave up much of that privilege when she became a champion. All were equal on the rift, but she hadn't given up her power. Her greatest power lay in her mind, and no one could take that away. It's sort of my job, her companion replied with a quiet laugh. The voice was sunshine over clean green fields. It was blue skies in spring and flowers in summer. But there was an edge to it that Caitlin had learned to listen for, a careful, quiet, incisive timbre that belied the gentle exterior of the voice's owner. Still, Caitlin said as they stopped at the third security checkpoint and began passing over their belongings to be checked and double-checked by the Demacian illuminators, I appreciate it all the same. I know how difficult the past day has been for you being holed up. Luxana Lux Crownguard shook her head and smiled. She was often smiling, to the point that she was known for it, and Lux wore the smile well. Of all of the people Caitlin had worked with while on operations in Demacia, she liked working with Lux the best. The young woman had a constant, infectious optimism and generous attitude that, combined with her brilliant, tactical mind, created something that Caitlin might generously term a hero. She was kind, powerful, brilliant, determined, all qualities that Caitlin deeply admired. We all did what we had to do during the attack, Lux said. I'm just glad it wasn't worse. Caitlin nodded, then stepped back and waited as Lux was checked in. Thank you, Lux said with a wide, natural smile to the Illuminator as he passed back her personal effects, which were really just her staff and a file folder and the stolid older fellow actually cracked a small smile in reply. "'I still don't know how you do that all day,' Caitlin said as Lux joined her down the next hallway. "'Keep smiling, I mean.' "'Everybody deserves a smile,' Lux replied, her expression softening as she spoke. "'You never know what kind of day someone's had. Maybe a smile makes it all worthwhile.' If it had been anyone else, Caitlin would have rolled her eyes. The fact that Lux was being completely earnest stole a lot of the bluster from the older woman's normally arid and stoic demeanor, though. Well, you'll need all the smiles you can get for this, Caitlin said, her voice darkening. I just... part of me can't believe we actually caught her. Lux hummed in acknowledgement. I agree. Given everything's happened, I would have expected demolition on the scale of several city blocks, at least. But you say she just gave up. Caitlin winced at the cavalier way Lux spoke about the potential collateral damage. It was something that she was painfully aware was in the wheelhouse of this particular criminal, which was why the usual standing orders were do not pursue, with the invisible explanation of that order being, because it's probably a trap. Well, not just, Caitlin said a touch defensively. 
We had to chase her halfway across the city, and she blew up quite a bit of it before we finally pinned her down. How's Vi recovering, by the way? Lux asked as they stepped inside the vestibule at the end of the featureless stone hall. I heard she was admitted after the arrest. That actually made Caitlin laugh, albeit quietly. She's fine. Almost got her hand blown off opening a door that she should have known was trapped, but a gauntlet absorbed the lion's share of it. I'm glad to hear, Lux said gently. I'm sure she worried you terribly, though. Caitlin nodded. Her relationship with her partner was hardly a secret. Not in Piltover, nor Zahn, and certainly not to Lux, given how long they had been working together now. She and her wife had thrown a very public ceremony, and Vi made her happier than she felt any woman had a right to be, considering all the tragedy that had led up to that point. Honestly, I'm surprised Vi actually brought her in alive, Lux admitted. To be honest, I am too, Kate would admit it quietly. She surrendered, and Vi, she's... she's a good woman. I know, but... Lux sucked in a breath between her teeth, then let it out and said, I wouldn't have exactly blamed her. Caitlin grimaced, but didn't argue. No one would have blamed Vi if the perp, in this case, had caught a lethal case of resisting arrest, but according to Vi, she had dropped her weapons, put her hands up, and said, I surrender. And Caitlin knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Vi wouldn't kill someone in cold blood like that. That wasn't who she was. Part of it was the worry, you know. Caitlin said as Lux pulled the dossier she'd brought with her and began leafing through it. How do you mean? It's like she wanted to be caught. And when she just gave up, it was like she was just teasing us, Caitlin said, as an old anger boiled up under her cultured tones. I think part of the reason Vi didn't enter there is because... because that's what she wanted. Likely it was, Lux said casually. Caitlin quirked an eyebrow at that, and Lux gave her a small, queer little smile that put the strangest chill down Caitlin's spine. It wasn't one of the smiles she was used to seeing on Lux's face, but for the life of her, she couldn't say why it felt so unsettling. I can't imagine why she would want that. She's mad, but she was never suicidal, Caitlin said, trying to put the image of that odd smile out of her mind. She wanted to make a point, I think. Lux said, snapping the dossier shut. My theory is that she wanted to see if you would actually hold up to those ideals you're always touting about law and order, or if you'd be just like her when push came to shove. You really think she'd die to figure that out? Caitlin asked. There was that shiver-inducing smile again. Why did it seem so strange? It wasn't overly wide, nothing like the prisoner's smile, and there was nothing overtly wrong with it, but it put an odd pit in Caitlin's stomach all the same. And then it was gone, and in its place was the usual, small, incisive smile of the brilliant young mage Caitlin had come to know from Lux's days, liaising in Piltover, as an operative of the Radiant. I think so, Lux said. I don't think life means as much as proving a point for her. That's insane, Caitlin replied grimly. A bit, Lux agreed. But I like to think we all have something we're willing to die for, and just because we don't understand why someone else will die for their something doesn't make it not worth dying for in their mind. I suppose so. Caitlin drummed her fingers on her arm thoughtfully as Lux checked over her gear one more time before looking back up at the sheriff with a broad grin. Time to get this over with, I guess. How long do you need? Caitlin nodded at the door. 
and Lux scoffed, waving off the question. Fifteen minutes, she said. She was apprehended on Damasian soil, but she's a Zonite fugitive. I just need to go through the rigmarole, read off some documents to her, sign a few things, saying I read said documents to her, and that's it. What if she offers information? Caitlin asked, her eyes narrowing at the door, more than at Lux. For Lux's part, she just shook her head solemnly, the smile fading to something more serious as she crossed her arms coldly across her chest. Block four prisoners don't get deals, Lux replied. Ever. That was a relief, if Caitlin were being fully honest. She wasn't sure what to expect from Lux regarding this case, since she'd never had to deal with Demacia's draconian laws on this level of severity before. But the notion that there was a scale of criminal that the kingdom simply refused all forms of trust to made sense, and in this case it was absolutely warranted. All right, I'll be right out here, just knock when you're ready to leave, Caitlin said. Lux nodded soberly dusted her hands on her breeches, took up her staff, and turned to the door. The metal door swung shut with a dull, atonal thud, and the moment it did, the smile fell from Luxana's face. One of a thousand masks she wore every second of every day, as easily shed as a flake of dead skin. She wore so many masks these days, masks called daughter or sister, masks with titles like crown guard and champion. They all blurred together a little, honestly. Hey, Blondie. The speaker's grin was bright, wide, and toothy, and Lux blew out a slow, frustrated breath as she planted her staff in the corner of the room. The gem at the tip flashed subtly, glinting in the low light of the five-by-five cell, where the prisoner nicknamed the Loose Cannon was chained to the wall by no fewer than five different cuffs. Hello, Jinx, Lux said. You've really stepped in it this time, haven't you? I don't know what you're talking about, Blondie, Jinx crooned. Look at me, I'm just fine. She held her hands out wide, and the chains on her wrists and forearms rattled. Clearly, Lux replied tightly. Why, what was the point of all this? Everything had been going according to plan, and then, out of nowhere, Jinx had dropped in and set the city on fire. Crossing her arms across her chest, Lux shook her head as she paced back and forth in the small space, looking over the bound woman. She was skin and bones with a deceptive amount of whipcord muscle and packed with more crazy than an asylum. Her long blue hair was tied in a pair of ankle-length braids that were crusted with dirt and dust from the running fight she'd led Vi and her enforcers on for days. Her long blue hair was tied in a pair of ankle-length braids that were crusted with dirt and dust from the running fight she'd led Vi and her enforcers on for days. Hey, don't be mad, Jinx leaned forward as far as her restraints would allow. It was a lot of fun. And suddenly that's all that matters to you, Lux asked tersely. The fun. For a moment the madness dropped away. The broad, too-wide grin and manic energy snapped out of existence like a void portal, leaving behind a calm expression that was almost more alien on Jinx's face than the demented smile. Aww, she replied, staring unblinkingly at Lux. Not the only thing. Lux sighed and sagged. They're really going to do it, you know, Lux said. No life sentences. She held up the dossier and shook it in front of Jinx. It's an execution. And just like that, the manic look was back. 
The bright, snapping energy in her eyes, like a firecracker going off in an abattoir, lit up by her expression mercilessly. To Lux, it was merciless anyway, to Lux, who could see spectrums of light no one else could perceive and control them. There was no one brighter and more uncontrollable than Jinx. Ah, yeah, no joke, I don't even blame him, Jinx said with a cackle. I mean, did you see the stuff I took out this time around? Plus, there was that thing with the dam, the power station, and then the statue of Bird Boy over in Noxus. Wow, that one was a real zinger. I did not expect them to get that mad. The light from Lux's staff glinted and flashed in the corner, and Lux couldn't resist a small laugh. That last one had actually been kind of funny. Her brother actually cracked a smile when he'd heard about it, and that was the equivalent of anyone else busting a rib laughing. But the laughter died quickly, and with it went what little of Lux's good humor it had served to revive. "'What do you expect me to do?' Lux asked. "'Did you do all of this just because you thought I could get you out of it?' Jinx shrugged. "'I don't know. Can you?' Lux groaned and dragged her hand over her face. "'That's not the point,' she said. "'You've put us both in a terrible position, Jinx, and for what? For what?' Lux shook her head and carted her fingers through her hair. "'How am I supposed to pull you out of here, Jinx? Do you have any idea what you've done?' "'Tell you what, then, Blondie. Let's make a deal,' Jinx said. And Lux stiffened. There it was again, that cool, cold sanity. Sanity had never been a part of Jinx's madness. Something had changed.' Now the way her calm could just come and go at will was almost frightening. Did Jinx even control it? It was a question that she wasn't sure how to ask, or even if she should. She wasn't sure that the answer to that question was one she even truly wanted to know. I know you came in here to bust me out, Jinx continued. That's why you got that thing. She nodded to the staff, bending light and sound and making sure anyone who might be listening or looking at us will only hear and see or reading me my rights or something else equally boring. I... Lux's jaw dropped. Her magic had been so subtle that even the Grand Master of the Radiant would have struggled to notice it. Just a gentle twist of the atmospheric pressure here and there, modulating the passage of light, twisting it, and altering the tone and echo of sound, as Jinx had surmised. There was nothing overt, barely even a flicker of magic. Jinx had no magic in her at all, and yet— "'Come on, Blondie,' Jinx said with a flicker of that madcap grin. "'I know you too well.' "'It'd be suicide even for you,' Luck said tightly. "'We're in the middle of the most secure block in Demacia.' "'But you still think I can do it,' Jinx said. "'Don't you?' She did. Of course she did. The answer to that question would always be yes.' Lux did think she could do it, because in her mind there was nothing Jinx couldn't do. Jinx was impossible and incalculable. She was like a wavelength that couldn't be measured, or a spectrum that no one could see. She was an oral void and a deafening thunderclap in an enclosed space all at the same time. I do, Lux whispered. Natch, Jinx smirked. And against all logic, Lux smiled back. So here's the deal, Mlondi. You put your back to me, you walk out of that door, and you don't look back. Then I'll stay right here. No tricks, no escape attempts, nothing. They could uncuff me and walk me down to Zaun, and I'd walk right back into town with them. Lux blinked in shock. 
Then startled as Jinx lunged forward the full extent of her restraints with a deafening clatter of chains. And all you gotta do is walk away. Jinx's grin split her face from ear to ear. That was it, just walk away. Lux worked her jaw soundlessly for a long moment before laughing weakly. How dare you ask me to do something like that? Tears were threatening the edges of her eyes. After everything we've been through, after all of our promises, why? Because I had to ask, Jinx remarked seriously, unperturbed by Lux's sudden outburst. Because after... after I woke up, I had to know for sure. You're lying. You would never go like that, Lux said sharply. She had to be lying. This couldn't be happening, not to them. They were together forever, forever and ever and always, in every single dream. That was their promise, so why? At that, Jinx narrowed her eyes. The madness crept away again, leaving the cold void behind. But it also left the too broad smile, and somehow that was worse. It tickled something inside of Lux's chest, seeing that smile without the light. I'm a lot of things, Blondie. Jinx's voice was a deadly whisper. Murderer. Arsonist. Vandal. Serial jaywalker. But I'm not a liar. You Identity theft doesn't count, Jinx cut through. I got legal papers and everything. Lux bit her lip, trying not to scream at the woman in front of her. So? Jinx offered. Deal's a deal. Go ahead. Walk away and it's all over. And I won't breathe a word of our time together. She grinned as she made an X with a finger. Cross my heart and hope to... Well, you know. Gritting her teeth, Lux straightened and said, And what if I do? She spat. Why would you even offer me that? Do you really think I would? I don't know. My brain's been funny ever since I woke up, so I don't know. Would you? Oh, you... Lux grit her teeth and turned around, putting her back to Jinx. There were three steps between her and the door at most. If she crossed those steps, then the dream would be over, just like that. No more mornings and nights with Jinx, no more shared moments, nothing. If she didn't, though, then everything would start burning all over again. What choice was there, though? Her heart was set already and had been for far too long, even if all this went to pot. Even if now, thanks to Jinx, all of her plans got ruined and they both died here in ignominious shame. It didn't matter. Because of course it didn't matter. Jinx knew that. But that mad mind of hers had demanded this circuitous reassurance. Given what she had done to Jinx prior to this, though, perhaps that was understandable. It was a terrible thing not to be able to trust your own mind. All of a sudden, Jinx started laughing as if she could hear Lux's thoughts. She didn't laugh loudly, not like her mad cackle. It was a low, quaking chuckle that started somewhere in her narrow chest. She kept laughing, and sweat trickled down Lux's brow, slipping down her neck and across her shoulders and down her spine. You... You are impossible... Lux said as she pressed her palm to her face and finally started to laugh along with Jinx. This was why Jinx had let herself get caught. She hadn't cared about proving a point to Caitlin or Vi, as Lux had suggested. She wanted to prove a point to herself, 
with her mind now finally as clear as it could reasonably be said to be, Jinx wanted to prove to herself that if Lux were given the choice between getting to walk away with a clean slate and never suffering a single consequence from her actions, and Jinx, that Lux would still choose. Lux turned on her heel with a snap and lunged at Jinx, dropping to her knees as she captured the slender woman in her arms and pulled her forward. Their lips met in a graceless crash of tongue and teeth, and Lux let out a soft, relieved sob as she breathed in that blood-quickening smell of gunpowder and crude oil that always hung around Jinx. Lux kissed Jinx like she wouldn't be able to breathe otherwise, and Jinx let her. She hung in her restraints, grinning with unhinged glee against Lux's mouth until finally the Damasian mage pulled away, panting and flushed. Mwah! Jinx made an exaggerated pop with her lips as they parted, and fixed Lux with a burning expression that was wholly different from all the others she'd worn that night, as she whispered, That's my girl. You can really do it, Lux asked. Of course I can, Jinx crowed. I picked out like four different escape routes on my way in here. I thought they had you sedated, Lux asked, raising an eyebrow. Jinx cackled again. What with that dosage, please? That was barely enough to get me all loosey-goosey. Of course. Lux wasn't sure why she had expected anything different. Of course Jinx would be able to break out of the most secure prison block in the most secure realm on Runeterra. Why wouldn't she be? She was Jinx. Jinx could do anything. Lux raised a hand and tightened it into a fist. And a brief flash of light flared and was captured between her fingers. When she opened her hand... There was an oddly shaped pin made of bent light resting in her palm. It's a hard light skeleton key, Lux said. It will mold to any lock, but it'll only last about an hour. Like they'd even wait an hour to move me once you got done, Jinx huffed. She leaned in, biting the little pin and slipping it inside of her mouth before giving Lux another wide grin. Thanks, Blondie. You're the best a girl could ask for. As she stood, Lux let her fingers trail along the soft lines of Jinx's wonderful, heart-shaped face. Everything about her broke Lux's heart as much as it made it swell to bursting. Those thin, sharp lines, her wide, expressive eyes the color of springberries, and her cute off-center button nose. Everything about Jinx was beautiful, and Lux could have stared at her all night long. Some nights she had. Now, though, she only had a minute and fifty-eight seconds left— so she brushed her thumb over Jinx's lips, which parted enough for Jinx to lick the digit cheekily, then smiled at her and said, Kill as many of them as you have to on your way out, okay? Like they could stop me. Jinx gave a bloodthirsty grin, and Lux rolled her eyes, nodding at the cheeky reply before turning to leave. Before she'd take more than a step, though, Jinx said, Hey, Blondie, did I ever tell you what my favorite thing about you is? Lux turned, raised an eyebrow, then hesitantly said, No, I don't think so. My favorite thing is that you, she nodded to Lux, are the only one in the world who's crazier than I am. Never had Lux been so relieved that she had cast her sound-masking spell before, because suddenly it was all she could do to keep herself upright as she laughed. It was a bright, sunny laugh, and Jinx was laughing with her. 
I'll find you later, okay? Jinx said as the laughter tapered off. Of course, Lux replied. You always find me. Love you, blondie. Lux brushed a strand of bright blonde hair from her eyes as she smiled fondly back into the cell at the madness that lurked in that bright, bright light, and said, I love you too. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.